Welcome everybody and to all of you who are on the call this evening, as well as to those listeners who are, are listening to the rebroadcast. This is iBug Buzz for August 22nd, 2022. Boy, there are a lot of twos in there. This is episode 548. I'm Terry Sauerman. I'll be your facilitator for the first hour of the call. And I'm joined by Miss Ibug herself, Sandia, who will moderate the second half of tonight's call. Uh, this is an open forum for questions or comments or any, any helpful tips regarding iPhones, iPads, iPod touches, Apple watches, or Apple TVs, basically iOS devices. And it's also a forum for anyone who wishes to become more proficient in the use of their devices, as well as the accessibility features of those devices. Uh, so I think that covers everything for the moment. So now let's turn things over to Sandia to give us all those wonderful announcements. All right. Yes. Thank you, Terry. And yes, we have another busy week. Um, so it, uh, so right now we're in the iBug buzz for the next two hours. And then tomorrow, uh, well, let me tell you, all things are going to be taking place on the Zoom, this same Zoom conference line, unless specified otherwise, then all times are central. So tomorrow, Clubhouse from 5 to 6 we're doing the iBug mini buzz, a version of what we're doing right now, but just for an hour, hence the name mini buzz. Then in the evening, we will be back on Zoom and we'll be doing Mac and talk. All the questions you have about your Mac, we will answer them or help you answer them. And that will be from seven to 8.30 on Zoom. And then we have Wednesday off. And then Thursday is It's iBug's Life. Let the good times roll. Our facilitator will be teaching us how to make red beans and rice cooking live on Zoom. How exciting. Let's see. We're going to get to do some virtual samples also. That'll be on Zoom from 6 to 8 p.m. Then, 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 Friday is iBug Night at the Virtual Movies. And stay tuned for the big reveal at the top of the hour with those fabulous clues and even more amazing prizes. So then, just letting you know, we had an awesome iBug Apple workshop this past weekend. Uh, and that should be up fairly soon. And you can listen to, we talked about, uh, we had the gentleman who developed Revision Fitness, and it's an accessible fitness app by Tyler Marin. And then David Cleveland helped us talk about how to listen to the various podcasts, various iBug podcasts in particular on the Apple Podcast app, because we get a lot of questions about that. So if you didn't get to hear it the first time, we definitely encourage you to check it out, because there's lots of good information in there. All right, so quickly, social media, ibugtoday.org, I-B-U-G-T-O-D-A-Y is the 
place to get our information. Uh, you can subscribe and get all the email notifications. All of our services and registration are free. Facebook.com slash group slash iBug today is where you can go and post questions and help answer other people's questions. That's a great place to exchange information. Then you can follow us on Twitter is at iBug today. We also have an email address is iBugtoday at gmail.com. We also have a mentoring program and you can fill out the application under the under the training tab and then we will match you up with one of our amazing volunteers for the 12-week free training program so I encourage you to do that all right terry and with that i'll hand it back to you very good all right and of course after the um big reveal we'll have the um ibug bite segment so we hope you'll all stick around for that too and then for some more exciting questions after that so uh now it's time to find out who is all here right at this point so we ask uh, i invite you to introduce yourselves and if you're a first time caller let us know that because i'll come back and ask you what apple products you use and and how you heard about ibug so I'll start out by letting you know that I'm Terry Sowerman from Arlington Heights, Illinois. Who else is from Jacksonville? Let's see, we have Herbie and who was after Herbie? Pete from Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Welcome to both of you gentlemen. Thank you, Terry. Chanel in Houston. Welcome. Bridget Martha from Atlanta. Hello, Bridget in Atlanta, and hello, Mark in Montreal. Who else is with us? Earl in Toronto. Welcome, Earl. And from Texas. Oh, we got a lot of people in there. I heard uh, somebody in Texas. Ned from Texas. Oh, yes. Hello, Ned. And then I Thank heard you. a couple of other people. Come back Marta in. Marta in Austin. Hello there, Marta. And who else? And you heard Albert from the west coast of Canada in British Columbia. Ah, another Canadian. Welcome. This is Brad in a rain-soaked North Texas. Oh, boy. <laughs> Welcome, Brad, and stay safe. This is Jerry Brian. from the... Go ahead, Jerry. Jerry from the sun. <laughs> Welcome, and... Jerry. And who else? Brian from just north of Earl and out of Toronto. Aha, welcome. And who else is with us? Helene from Woodstock, New York. Welcome, Helene. Carol from Houston. Glad to have you with us, Carol. Marie from Reno. Hello there, Marie. Jody in Rainy, New Hampshire. Hello there, Jody. And who is from Texas? Greg. Is, is that Greg? Yes. Welcome. Yes, Greg. Anybody else want to come in and say hello before we begin with questions? Elisa and Porter. Hello there, Elisa. Hello. Sandia at Houston. Hello there, Sandia. Okay. Anybody else? Going once, 
going twice. And of course, keep in mind going three times. Keep in mind that we'll have opportunities for other people to come in and say hello later on as well, too. So, all righty. Um, who would like the distinction of asking the first question of the evening? Uh, we especially invite uh, uh, new users to or or people who are new to the uh, various Apple devices, the various iOS devices to uh, to come in with a question. This is a good time for those questions or comments that you might have. And just remember that there are no dumb questions except those that you don't ask. So is there somebody who uh, is relatively new to these uh, devices that has a question? Jerry, I don't have a question, but I have a comment. Oh, excellent. Go ahead. Okay, you were speaking last week about, uh, I believe it was Greg that asked the question about the ticking when opening a web page in Safari. Right. Uh, first of all, if you do it in Chrome, it will not do that. Uh-huh. And secondly, there's only one way to turn that off. Okay. That is, uh, but if you do that, you have to remember if you swipe left or right or do a double tap, you will not hear that. You will only feel it haptically. That is going into settings, accessibility, voiceover, audio, sounds haptics and then sounds is the first thing turn sounds off your phone will still ring everything but if you swipe right or left you will not hear that but you will not hear the ticking either but if you swipe right or left our uh, voiceover will still speak what your own and you will still feel the haptic vibration that you are moving very good. Excellent tip. So could you uh, go through those uh, uh, steps one more time? It's accessibility or settings. Mm -hmm. Accessibility. Okay. Voiceover. Audio. Sounds haptics. And then turn sound off it's the one that's the first option sounds turn it off it's a button very good this is free yes free go ahead yeah what i would suggest instead of doing that just go and find in progress the sound effect if you turn that off then you won't hear the ticking and you'll hear the other sounds where's that at? this is where you go to all your sound settings where you can turn on and off there's a there's a what an option that says in progress. That's the sound we're hearing, the ticking. You can turn that off. You can turn the sound off and leave the haptics on. Yes, but where can I find that? Uh, I believe it's under settings, sound. And uh, if you, uh, I can go and check and come back and tell you exactly, but uh, Yes, why don't you do that? That'll be real helpful. 
Sure. Okay. Yeah, Thanks. and uh, Jerry again. Yes, Jerry. I also have a, uh, it's an app. I use it. It's, uh, it basically has a lot of how-to tips. It's mm. not, it's uh, not, uh, it has apps too that it recommends, things like that. But the apps, it's not uh, meant for blind people. Like some of the apps, I've used some of the apps, they still work. But it's uh, like the how-to guides are very explanatory. They explain it very well. So you can uh, definitely go through it. It'll uh, tell you step by step. It's called iGeeks blog. You can, can you download the app. Uh, I'd have to go and look how it's spelled. Is it iJigs blog? Yes, just put first, in iJigs blog in okay, your Okay, the first app letter store. is i, just to be clear. iJigs yes, blog. Oh, I'll very uh, good. find out how it's spelled and I'll get back to you. Excellent. That that uh, so this is sounds like it could be a very useful um, app for even those of us who are voiceover users and screen. Reader Absolutely. Users. It's uh, well, see, it doesn't tell you how to do uh, like it tells you how to do things in WhatsApp in different apps, mm -hmm. not just in accessibility. Right. But it walks you through step by step. It, it often comes up like with apps. And it, it's actually, I found it very helpful. This very is Pete. Good. Yes, Pete. One yeah. more thing and then we'll move on to another question. Yes, Jerry, are you meaning to say iGeeks, G-E-E-K-S, iGeeks blog? That's possible. It's uh, voiceover says iGeeks, so it's possible that it's geeks. Okay. okay. Well, maybe if you can find out the spelling for sure. And I'll find out come the spelling back and, and I'll come right back. Excellent. All right. Two very good tips to start us off the e for the evening. Thank you. Who else would like to ask a question or make a comment, uh, a useful comment? Earl? Yes, Earl. Go ahead. I just want to make a comment um, regarding the ticking that they were talking about earlier. Okay. Um, I can tell you exactly where that setting is if you need to know exactly where it is. All right. So you'll go to settings, accessibility, um, voiceover, audio, then go into sounds and haptics, then look for the heading that says app feedback. Then the name of the setting you want is called item loading. And if you turn that off, you won't get the ticking sound when the page is loading. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. But you will get the other. You will uh, get all the other sounds. You just won't get the ticking that you get when a page is loading. Got it. All right. Thank you so much for that. No problem. All right. These phones get more and more complicated every day, but they're still wonderful devices. Okay. And this is a wonderful um, series for us to give us lots of help on how to use them. Okay, who else would like to come in with a question or uh, maybe a this question? This is Pete. Yes, Pete. Sorry to bug you. Um, Earl, is that a permanent setting or does it just stop the ticking in progress at the time you tap it? 
No, once you turn that setting off, it'll stay turned off until you reinvoke it. Okay, good. I thought it was just kind of a, in real time, it would stop it. Thank you. Good. Okay. Who has another question for us? I Mark have Montreal. The, oh, sorry. Let's see. I heard Mark, and who was the other gentleman? It was Jerry. I just have the spelling for the app. Okay, let's go with that real quick. It's I, capital G E E K S, blog. B L O G. Correct. All right. Thank you very much. Okay, Mark in Montreal, go ahead with your question or comment. I have a weird situation. It's just an annoying situation, really. Audio mm. ducking is turned on on my phone, yet when I go into Zoom and I haven't set up a separate uh, routine or anything like that to uh, turn it off, my audio ducking while I'm in Zoom, even though it's on, isn't ducking my voiceover. Hmm. Only in Zoom. Okay. Has anybody else had experience with that? Or does anybody know why that might be happening? Brad? Yes, Brad, go ahead. I think, I think Zoom defeats audio ducking. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't use audio ducking, but I have played with it. And I've experienced the same thing with Mark. Zoom does some stuff to audio. And I think, I don't know if the word is defeats or disables, but audio ducking doesn't function as usual when Zoom is on. Lots of things do different stuff in Zoom, and that's one of them. Um, mm -hmm. Can't say why. I've just observed that as well. Okay. Okay. So we have to go on and be annoyed when we're flicking. I, <laughs> Thank I you, guess Brad. So well, <laughs> this is Brad. Uh first three and then Brad. Uh I remember before when this happens, we would turn uh, voiceover off and turn it back on during the Zoom. And doesn't sometimes that fix that problem? For me, it has. So have you tried that, Mark? Well, oh, Mark is not here. Okay, and Brad, you had an... Uh, yeah, I, I find that what comment. I do is I have volume in my rotor, and what volume does is changes the volume of voiceover relative to the system volume. And when I'm in something like Zoom, I will turn um, my voiceover volume down to a volume where I can I can hear it, but it doesn't overpower what's going on with Zoom, and you know then it can still provide useful information without disturbing the Zoom call audio. So that's how I deal with it. Okay. Mark in Montreal. Yes, Mark, go ahead. Okay, I'm back. I tried the voiceover thing, and it uh, did not work. I turned okay. it off and turned it back on, so that was not a resolution to the issue. Also, mm -hmm. when you do turn down your volume on your voiceover, keeping in mind, uh, not the wisest thing if you're hearing impaired and trying to hear, I think I've got both at the 
the threshold where I would like them to be. And if I turn one down or the other down, uh, it's going to be difficult to uh, to hear, basically, because when you're not using hearing aids and you're using headphones only, uh, it can be disruptive if one's louder than the other. So uh, it's it's unique to those of us who have hearing challenges. Let's just put it that way. Mm -hmm. Brad? Yes, Brad? I think everybody's different. I also use hearing aids, and I find it works well for me. I'm not saying it's going to work well for you or anybody else, but everybody's different. Mm -hmm. And I found that to be a, a good solution for me, at least, as I just turn the voiceover volume down a little bit and it doesn't overpower the Zoom call. Very this good. is Herbie. Yes, Herbie. You know, one thing, I don't know if you can do this, Mark, but if your hearing aids are using Bluetooth, that can also affect just how things sound with Zoom and voiceover and how because um, just with Bluetooth in general, the iPhone condenses things. So I don't know if there's any way you could use like a cord rather than Bluetooth, but that might help. But because I do know just with Bluetooth in general, it's not always a great experience when you're using that on the uh, phone with voiceover. So with how it it changes the sound to so just just a thought there. I don't know if you can or not, but no, I can't because uh, Quebec government doesn't give us Bluetooth hearing aids yet. Time to move on. Yes. All right. Uh, next question or comment. Uh, question. Let's go with another question. This is Jody. Yes, Jody. Go ahead. Hi, Terry. Looking at the list of uh, gestures, there's two there that I don't understand what they do a two finger swipe left and right is move in and move out and I'm, i've tried tried it and i don't seem to see what it does and the other gesture is a one finger quadruple tap which is secondary activate and i i'm not quite sure what those mean does anybody know what those two gestures are for and these are gestures on your iphone correct yeah you go to you go to accessibility mm -hmm. and commands and touch gestures and i was i was looking down the list with with my mentee and I couldn't figure out what those did. So I wanted to get an answer. Does anybody know what those gestures do? Okay, they don't feel so bad. Okay. <laughs> yes, Sri, go ahead. So, so Jody, I did ask the question about the one finger quadruple tap to Apple accessibility and they could not figure out what it's really used for. Because oh, wow. I do hear I do hear it. I just don't know what it actually does. And the two finger swipe left and right. Um, I didn't know that was assigned to anything because uh, I know I custom create a two finger swipe left or right for other things. So um, that if it's been there, it's I would think it's maybe something that's relatively new that they put in. This is Sandia. Yes, Sandia, go ahead. Um, so that's for interacting and stopping interrupting. So if anybody, I mean, I know we don't talk about the Mac and I'm not talking about the Mac, but it's similar. That's where you get the, if you're in a list or something you want to interact and get into it, then you can swipe right to go into it, you know, simplifying. And then when you're done, you can swipe two fingers to the left and get out. It's 
very oversimplified, but that's what it is. This is Shree. Yes, Shree. So sorry, thank you. So it, one of the settings in the that we have is the flat and group. And I believe when you're using the group is when we use that two finger swipe left and right to interact and not interact. Uh, this what is Jody. Would yes, that be Jody. say, for example, in like if you're in photos and you're looking at the uh, your your various types, you know, your recents and favorites to move in and out like that way, or if this you're in the grid and you want to get out, you you swipe to get out. Yes, Shri, go ahead. Shri. So yeah, you, you kind of go in the right direction there. So like, I, I don't know about the photos, but I can give you an example in the mail app. So you know how we have a toolbar in the above the list of all your uh, mails? Yeah. So if you're in the group, you know, you can only uh, interact with that toolbar until you stop interacting to get to the list of the email. That's where the swipe, the two finger swipe left and right would come into play. So I'm going to assume it probably works just like that on the photos. Okay, thank you. All right, very good. Okay, moving on to another question. I know somebody's got to have a question out there. I do. This yes, is Marta in Austin. Go ahead, um, Marta. Okay, I'm just trying to figure out how to use Zoom. Right now, I'm on a landline, but I downloaded the app to my iPhone. Um, and when I got the invite that iBug sends every week and, and all that, it has a link that says one tap mobile. So I want to understand, does that bypass the password and, and all that I mean bypass does that just take you directly into the call and to invoke that do you have to put it in your contacts and then like say Siri call zoom how do you do that this is Brad who can help with that Brad go ahead yeah the one tap mobile um, if you really were to go in there and character by character it's a phone number and, and it is in the form of a link in the invitation. Uh, you can copy that one tap mobile phone number followed by some commas and a meeting ID. And then there's a passcode. You can put that in your contacts if you wish in the phone number line. And it should, uh, if it's done correctly with all the right things in it, it will call, but also in that invitation, if you tap on it and what that's doing is it's making a it's connecting to zoom through a phone call um there's also a link i didn't hear if you said you have the zoom app on your um I'm, i assume we're talking in iphone um yeah i just downloaded it to the iphone okay. today well okay the the uh, one tap mobile is not going to use the zoom app that's going to make a telephone call using your iphone's oh. phone app um, and you'll go in as a phone user. If there's a, a link that starts out in there, HTTPS colon slash slash, you know, like a regular mm -hmm. web link, that will go in through the Zoom app. It, it accesses, a, you know, it, it'll first open Safari. You may get a message that says, do you want to open this 
in Zoom and you'll say yes. And actually, actually after it does it a few times, I think the iPhone learns what you want to do and it may skip that. I yeah. haven't exactly figured out the secret to that. I know mine sometimes goes straight into Zoom and sometimes it asks me if I want to open it in the Zoom app. But there's two different ways there. One is using the Zoom app and one is a phone call. And that's what you're seeing there with the one tap mobile. All this right. is Jody. Yes, Jody, go ahead. Yes, you, you seem a little confused in opening the Zoom app that you mentioned the word password. Now, once you open the Zoom app, you have to set up your account where you have you put in a username and password. Once you've done that, you don't have to do it again. So once you've got your Zoom app active, then when you go into that email and you see the HTTP link for the Zoom link and you tap on that, it will automatically go into Zoom. And you don't have to worry about putting your password in every time you go in. Okay, thank you, Jody. Um, sure. Related to that, related to that, if I've already set up my Zoom account on a PC, can I just use that password? And this is Jody. Yes. And do it on the. Okay. And and actually, you know, this call doesn't uh, pertain to a PC, but yes. The, I know. The, Right. I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't discuss anything else about the PC, but I just wondered if this, I could use the same account. This is Herbie. Yes, Herbie. Yeah. What? Um. I'm sorry. I forgot your name there. Um. What she's Marta. referring. Sorry. What was that? Marta. 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 M A R D A. Marta. Okay. Um. What she was referring to there, Terry, and for anybody that was confused, is um, it's not somewhat. It has nothing to do with the PC. It's just um, so the. Your, whenever you create a Zoom account, no matter what platform you do, you use, do it on, it'll work anywhere. Um, so it just happens to be that you use the PC to create it. But if you know the username and password, you can log into that account on any device. So um, it's a universal account creation. So hopefully that clears that. Um, yes. Thank you. All right. Very good. Thank you for that question, Marta. All right. Who has another question for us? Jerry. Yes, Jerry, go ahead. Uh, since we're talking about Zoom, some Zoom meetings don't require a password, as you know, so you can just go into the Zoom app, go into history and join from there. Is there any way possible of saving, like say the iBug Zoom meeting, is there any way of saving that password somehow saving it in the Zoom app so that I just have to open the Zoom app and join from there and not have to. I, it's easy enough, I, I created a bookmark or a short, yeah, a bookmark. It's easy enough to do it like that. I'm just wondering if there's any way to save a password in Zoom for a certain meeting. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is Herbie. Yes, Herbie. The answer is no. <clears throat> I think it's a protection feature that Zoom has. You either have to bookmark it or you could add the link to like say a calendar or as a link on your home screen, but the Zoom history does not save the password. Okay. Mm -hmm. All, right. All right, good question. Who else would like to ask a question? This is Raheel. Yes. Go ahead, Rahil, is it? Yep. Am I uh, right? 
I've been noticing that when I use Braille screen input in my text messages and when I've been calibrating the dot, I've noticed that dot five goes before dot four and I have trouble doing the FOR contraction. Is there a way to fix that on the iPhone? This is Chanel. Yes, Chanel, go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've noticed the dot five issue. I do sometimes have troubles with calibration. It kind of comes in patterns. Some weeks I have more trouble than others, but um, I think, do you know how to calibrate by pressing the first three fingers of, oh yeah, you know how to calibrate. You're wondering how to do dot four so, or all the six cells, whatever. Um, so the way to do that, one way is to, press down like the letters of the Q or an E5 cell symbol and then kind of lift one of those fingers and place the sixth finger down. It's a bit tricky. There might be other ways of doing it, but that that's one way. Um, or, you know, if you're writing the letter Y and you write, you put down all the fingers for the Y and then you lift one of those fingers and put in, you know, the dot two finger. Um, and there may be other ways to do that too, but that's one way. Right, I've done. been having trouble with the, with that. I mean, because dot four is supposed to go before dot five, not the other way around, you know? Because, and doing the FOR contraction is hard enough, you know? Uh, Herbie, go ahead. So yeah, first of all, I do the width sign and then add in dot four while <clears throat> before I you know after I put down the width sign. So like you'll do dot three four two three four five six, then you add in the dot one. <clears throat> Excuse me, and that should make the uh, four sign work. Um, also, though, it just occurred to me: are you using tabletop mode or um, screen away mode? I use tabletop mode because screen away mode. I don't know how to use screen away mode and plus putting my phone against my abdomen, I'm afraid it's gonna like fall to the floor. Well, you can lock that in place with a free <clears throat> three finger swipe down with whichever mode you want it in. And then it doesn't matter how you have your phone facing. Um, just real briefly, screen away mode is like looking at the screen in a braille cell format rather than in a, in a brailler format. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but I wonder if you would have easier luck with your dot four there, but that's, I, you may just have to recalibrate, but that's weird that your dot four is becoming your dot, is before your dot five. Um, you may want to try reversing dot positions too, see if that makes a difference. And, um, so just a couple of little things to try there. Okay. This is Terry with just one other quick thing, and then we're going to move on. I read somewhere that, um, with Braille right now, you cannot have all six dots uh, active at the same time, which is why you have to do a five and a one sequence, uh, five dots, and then lift one of those fingers and then put down the other finger. And it doesn't necessarily matter what sequence you use as has been said, but you can't do an FOR sign uh, with all six dots at, at one time. All right, so good question. Thank you. And uh, 
Uh, who would like to ask another question? Elisa. Yes, Elisa, go ahead. So when I'm in a group on a Facebook group, and it can be any group, well, it can be iBug, and I'm trying to like share the, the previous post or the post from recently, and for some reason I'm not getting I'm not getting the share now option. I don't know if it's because I messed it up. Hmm. Anybody have any thoughts about that? Any of our Facebook users out there? This is Herbie. Yes, Herbie, go ahead. I'm just guessing, so I was really hoping somebody else may have an answer or have actually noticed this. I wonder if there's some kind of privacy thing that <clears throat> Facebook is doing also. So like when you're talking about sharing a post to a group, like you hit the share button. Elisa. Yes, go ahead. Um, could you repeat your question again, Herbie, please? <clears throat> How are you trying to share a post to the group? No, like say if say if I book shares a post about a movie night or something, oh, and I want it. to sh I want to share it on my timeline. Sometimes I have trouble sharing. It doesn't give me the share now button. Sometimes mm -hmm. this is Pete. Yes, Pete. Uh, Alisa, I don't know if you saw my response in Facebook in the group. I tried it and it worked fine. <laughs> I went to Sandia's post of the of tonight's uh, iBug Buzz. And instead of opening the post, um, I just flick up and down and I get a variety of options, including comments. And, um, and the share was right there. And I, I double tapped on share and uh, I had an opportunity to provide comments with my share. And at the mm -hmm. bottom or toward the bottom was the share now list. So it didn't have any, I didn't have any mm -hmm. trouble. Elisa, I have a question. Yes. When... The person is saying flick up or flick down. What are you trying to say? Because I don't use those gestures and I need okay. to, but I don't. Sorry. Yes, That's right. Sorry. I interrupted. Yes, Pete, go ahead. <clears throat> yes. When I opened the the um, iBug Today group and I saw Sandia's post announcing the iBug Buzz today, it's inviting everybody to join us. It's in a line of, uh, it's like an inbox for the group. Are you with me? there and then uh instead of double tapping on her post to expand it and open it up to read you know all of the op options there and the comments i merely flick up or down on her post right in that list and it gives me an actions menu and one of those actions uh is share and i so single one double tap on that share and then it gives me the opportunity to uh, add a comment, say something now, um, or add a comment, and then below that is share now. And I single finger double tap on share now, and it sends it to my timeline. So it's a one finger flick up and or down? Yes, it's the actions rotor, technically. Mm -hmm. Okay. You with All me, right. Alyssa? Oh, sorry, Terry. Yeah, keep going. She's on. Okay. Um, so uh, let's move on to another question that uh, someone might have. 
Sandian. This is Marta. Yes, Marta, go ahead. Um, just a quick question. Mm -hmm. Today I was on a phone call on the iPhone and I had to press an extension. I had to press one for this choice or two for that choice. And I tried to, and I tried to, I went into phone to get the keyboard, but it wouldn't come up. So I had to disconnect the call and call on my landline because I didn't know how else to do it. So could someone address how I can do that when I'm on the iPhone? Thank you. So you want to bring up the keyboard when you're when I want to do something to. Yeah, well, I want to do something to be able to press an extension to, to make an extension if it says press one for this, two for that. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. Who can help with that? This is Jody. Yes, Jody. The number keypad should be there uh, <clears throat> rather than the alternate keypad, which is, um, well, that's a whole different thing. Under the pound sign, there's a hide button and then that brings up another keypad but anyway the keypad that you yeah. the main keypad that you have when you call a phone number should have your numbers on it uh just like on a regular phone what i suggest though is that you use earbuds or uh either bluetooth or you know your plug-in earbuds because mm -hmm. uh the keypad can kind of disappear on you because of the proximity sensor so it's always a lot easier to access the keypad if you're wearing earbuds this is free. Yes, free. Go ahead. So, so technically, you have two keypads. Your two phone keypads. One, you have a keypad on an active phone call, and then you have a keypad on the phone app. So, if you're active on a call and you go to the phone keypad, you're not going to get the options because that's not an active call. So, you have to go to the call in progress, which is on the status bar on the top left. And if you tap on that, that will bring up the active call keypad that you could press the one. Okay. Okay. I got it because I was trying to go to the phone app and get the keypad that way. And I didn't know about going to the top and doing and it, that it was a status bar thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes, Marie, go ahead. Alyssa, uh, usually, Marta, as usually when you're talking on the phone and you get that message, if you pull the phone away from your face, your keypad should be right on the screen and ready for you to punch in a number. Because that, that's what they're saying about the proximity. If you've got your face oh. too close to the phone, it's going to hide the keyboard. As long as you take the phone away from your face, that keypad is going to show up. Oh, maybe I had it too close. Okay. I didn't know. I don't know all these things. This is all new. Okay. That's Thanks. why you're here. To, we're help, helping to learn, hopefully. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You got lots of things you can try. Mm -hmm. Very good. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. All right. Who would like to ask the next question? Anybody have a burning 3 a.m. question that you want to bring to the group here? This is Shri. Yes, Shri, go ahead. 
So today I learned at apple.com that if you own an iPhone 12 series, I'm not sure if the mini's included, but if you have the regular 12 or the pro series that Apple is extending the earphone uh, to three years, from two years to three years. Apparently there's some issue where people are not hearing sound coming from the earphone and they're going to extend it for three years to fix it. Okay, all right. Um, I hear somebody in the background could, uh, you may not realize that you're still unmuted. Um, could you uh, try and mute yourself there? And could you repeat that, Sri? Yeah, so basically Apple announced that there's apparently an issue with the 12 series where the earphone, uh, the audio kind of gives out and Apparently, I guess it's a known issue, and they're extending, they extended that to two years. And now, today, they announced they're going to extend that warranty to three years. So, if you have a 12 and you're not able to hear from the earpiece, which is where the notch is, then they'll replace it. They'll replace it. the phone or fix I think the they'll problem. Fix it. They'll fix the Got problem. Got it. Mm -hmm. All right. Good to know. Excellent. We've had some good tips tonight. Okay, who else would like to come in here with a with a tip or a question? This is Chris. Yes, Chris. Good evening. Hello. I have a direct touch question. Okay. And I've never um, had a satisfactory. Um, answer or documentation about exactly how that works. So my question about this direct touch feature is dealing with a specific app. And when I open the app, <clears throat> there's, a, it's, uh, there's a way to, to set some filters in the app. And one or two of the filters will say, as I go to, to select one of those filters, voiceover won't do it. But then it says, I guess one of my hints says, um, use the rotor to enable direct touch for this app, just for one or two of those specific filters. So I checked in three places. I checked um, under accessibility settings and rotor, and I do have direct touch enabled for my rotor. But when I try and use the rotor on that app, it's not in my rotor, so it must not be applicable for some reason. And then I checked under rotary actions, and there's a section in there for direct touch apps. And I made sure app tip, the, the, the app I wanted was actually enabled for direct touch under that section for rotary actions. And then I checked in quick settings and there's direct touch in there also, and I made sure it was on in there, but I still can't get this to work. So, so just, can somebody help me with that? Okay, who has some ideas about that? Well, is it possible This is that, Chanel. Oh, okay, oh. Chanel, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're doing everything right. And I assume included in that once you are, yeah, see, once you actually go into that app in that specific area and you try to turn your rotor to direct touch, it just doesn't show up. This is Chris. Yes, go ahead. Correct. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think it's probably a poorly written app myself, <laughs> but <laughs> sounds like you're doing everything right. I mean, yeah. you detailed what you're doing and it sounds so i think there's something screwy with the app or the hints the voiceover hints might be misinterpreting the info or whatever that's there so 
So <laughs> no, that's not very helpful, but it's the only thing I can think of. Okay. Okay. Well, this sounds like you're doing the right things. Yes, Shree, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, maybe have, you know, app accessibility or someone who has sight to take a look at that part to see if what's actually on the screen. This is Chris. Yes, go ahead. I have. And they, it's, oh. it, yeah. To no avail. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, darn. Okay. Because there are times when voiceover does not read things that it should that are on the screen, but then no such luck here. Have you reported this issue to um, to Apple by chance? Because uh, yes, go ahead. No, I haven't. And there's there's a few other areas in this particular. So it's a workout app. There's a few other areas that voiceover just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. This particular area, it said use your rotor to enable direct touch. So I thought, oh no, no problem. But you know, I couldn't get that to to work. But can somebody just briefly explain? when would you use direct touch or, or have they used this in other apps or you know what's the advantage to using it who can help with that this is chanel again yes chanel so direct touch is i have used it in some games uh, such as the blindfold games or whatever it's basically kind of bypasses voiceover in a sense um and so you can do regular gestures. Um, the other thing I would try if direct touch isn't working, you could always see what the app does with screen recognition enabled. I know most people find screen recognition to be an absolute pain, um, but it might give you some insight into what's on the screen um, and read some of those controls that, you know, voiceover is just not letting you access. Um, but yes, um, Another app where I have seen direct touch is in one version of the seven little words app. There's a light version, which I prefer. And then this other regular version where they thought it'd be great to enable direct touch. Well, the problem with that is you have to use the specific gestures that they give for moving around. It's, it's not as flexible, like direct touch doesn't work with braille displays. So it's basically bypassing voiceover and I wish I knew a better way to explain it, but that's all I can think of. <laughs> all right. Very you. good. Well, thank you for that good insight. All right. Who has another question? Rahil. Yes, Rahil, go ahead. I believe there's a sharing computer sound on Zoom. What is that now? Sharing computer sound I, on Zoom. Because I just heard it. Uh, that Mike was, this is Herbie. That Mike uh, was sharing that right now. This is Herbie. Uh -huh. uh, Brad, go ahead. You were first. Means oh. as opposed to sharing, uh, screen sharing with sound, it's sharing only computer sound. So if you're playing audio, you're going to share the sound <laughs> of the audio, but you're not going to share your screen because there's really nothing to see plus it uses less bandwidth okay i've been noticing that um when somebody joined or whatever the meeting it would jump me and another friend back to the top of nope. the screen on the iphone the avatar and displaying whoever's you know the name of the person's avatar 
This is Brad. It puts a little picture or name or something. So in the middle of the Zoom screen, a sighted person could see there's an avatar is like a little caricature of right you now cute little thing it's good sometimes getting, it just has a word but it's just something that zoom does you can't really do yeah, anything about it it's a little bit annoying like for yes, some people and i didn't know if we would report that or what happened there's nothing to report it's doing what it's supposed to do it's just this is jody when you're using voiceover yes jody go ahead yeah, what I do is I, I put my finger down on the mute button. If you if you put the focus uh, in a different place on the screen, so for example, on your mute button or anywhere else on the bottom there, it will not say, it will not repeat the avatars when they pop up. Right. You've got the focus. You've got the focus in the middle of the screen where the avatar is. Put the focus down at the bottom. Right, because with the new update, it's recognized. Um, say, say your name before and wait to be recognized, Rahil. Um, but with the new update, um, mm -hmm. we're having issues where um, when we're, even though we're in the leave button or we're at the mute button, it's like it keeps jumping when someone joins the meeting. It's not focusing. It's not staying where it's supposed to on the mute button. Herbie, you wanted Jody. to say something before? Yes. A couple of, well, a couple of things Brad kind of did explain the audio sharing there with specific reason why you're seeing it there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Ibrahim is because Michael, it's what he uses to share like his opening theme song and closing theme song for the movie Minutia. I think I'm saying that right. Um, Michael's movie Minutia. I know that's a tongue twister. Um, we'll just call it MMM for short. Is that all right, guys? So, um, <laughs> That's why you'll, you're seeing that, and he just has it ready to go ahead of time. The other suggestion I have on the avatars is I keep my voiceover muted or my screen locked, and I'll just unlock the screen when I want to talk on Zoom. And um, that will keep voiceover in the meantime well-behaved. But you can, I mean, even if you have your speech muted, the um, unmute button is going to be on the bottom left of your screen, so you can always find it, and it's going to make the little bell sound when you've unmuted. So you do get confirmation. So those are just a couple of ways I um, keep the avatars from constantly speaking. And Jody, uh, you had one more comment, and then we'll move on. Uh, well, I was just going to say what Herbie said. Okay, very good. <laughs> All right. Think alike. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who would like, we've got a few minutes left. So who would like to bring up another question or pose another comment? If nobody has anything, I, I've written, I've made a list of several things here. I could uh, talk about one. Uh, when replying to an email um, that has been sent to me by, you know, by someone, so I'm definitely replying to someone else's email, uh, I have to first enable the edit field in the subject line of that email before I can enable it in the body of the message. So 
if I just go to the body of the message on my phone, it uh, and I want to uh, uh, go to the um, to the edit uh, field to enable the edit edit field to invoke it. It says dimmed. It won't let me uh, open an edit field. So then, if I flick back to the subject line, which still shows edit field enabled, and then again flick to the right with one finger to the um, uh, edit screen for the body of the message, then it will let me double tap to to uh, you know enable the edit field has anybody else and and i think this has just happened in the last like what are we at now 15 point six point i don't know whatever it is you know a recent update uh, is when it started happening and i think i may have mentioned this one other time too but has anybody else noticed that now this is jody Yes, Jody. Yes, uh, especially if you dictate. I know I asked the question last week because if you go to Amazon or something, go to edit, the edit field, you dictate, and then you go to hit search, and it says dimmed. But then if you touch the edit field uh, and and put you know put the focus back on the edit field, and then go down to search, uh, then it will work. So I think I think if you just touch the field, the edit, the text field. Um, then, then it should put the focus back there, and then you can go down and hit the uh, hit the button, and have and it, it won't say dim anymore. Mm -hmm. All right. Yes, I've had that same experience with uh, Amazon and searches as well. All right. Uh, I wonder if that has uh, uh, that discussion has created any other ideas for or thoughts regarding questions or comments yes herbie go ahead so i'm just curious if anybody else has experienced this because i do not use my phone this way but um i was talking with somebody earlier they'd updated their phone to the latest ios but they do not use a password on their phone and it was not letting them go past the login screen now they're going to have their daughter come take a look at the phone tomorrow but i was just curious if anybody who does not use a password on their phone if you've updated to the latest ios update that just came out like what it, what was it last week uh did you have any issues this is jody again yes jody go ahead yeah i don't use a passcode and i had absolutely no problems with the update it it still goes you know i still can unlock my screen and hit with the home button without any problems at all all right okay this is I, now i have a passcode in my phone i just have it turned off that could be a difference maybe he doesn't have a passcode in the phone at all could be interesting all right and Shree, i think um, we're right at the top of the hour, actually. Um, if right. you, yes, thank you. If you Terry. can hold that thought, Shri, till then, you know, into the next hour, maybe we can come back to your comment. And so we'll turn things over to Sandia. All right, thank you, Terry. And okay, so we're going to go around and say if anybody didn't get to say hello the first time, please say your name and where you're from. 
Rahil Ahmed, Albany, New York. Welcome, Rahil. Vincent, New Jersey. <clears throat> Vincent, welcome. And who else? This is Julie. I came in late. Sorry. Hey, Julie. You bring donuts? You <laughs> <laughs> can be late if you bring donuts. Okay, go ahead. Who's donuts. This is Shree from Virginia. Shree, welcome. Kathy from Tulsa. Hey, Kathy, and hey, Miss Priscilla, our queen. How are you doing, long lady? Very good. Glad to have you. All right. Always Who's... good. Thank you. <laughs> Who's next? This is Dee from the bottom part of Illinois. Welcome, Dee. Who else? Nobody else? Okay. Th Thomas from Thomas, Colorado. Thomas, what took you so long? There you are. Okay, welcome. Okay, anybody else? Okay, very good. Well, now we're going to... Oh, boy. Okay, here we go, right? Are we all ready? Put your seatbelts on, and let's see what's uh. going to happen. We're going to find out what's behind door number three. <laughs> okay. It's with the, uh, we're getting ready for the iBug Night at the Virtual Movies, the big reveal. The movie is at 8 p.m. Central here on the Zoom conference call on Friday. And then we have social time at 7.30. Jokes and music, music uh, name that tune, all kinds of silliness on there. And then we have trivia and discussion after the movie but what 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 is the movie and with those oh i don't know i'm just running out of words mysterious clues shall we say is our very own i don't know i bug guy are you out there sleep i don't <laughs> <laughs> you're muted sir oh my goodness he's still learning you know but he'll get here eventually <laughs> until then <laughs> he is showing his muted until then mr mcculloch you are muted okay so like I said, I Bug Night at the Virtual Movies is coming to you on Friday. And then we're going to have our clues. What about and... now? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes, All yes. Right. You're here. Okay, go, 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 go. All right. Very good. So good to be back once again. We've got some fantastic clues this week for to reveal what our movie is. And we'll be doing that shortly. You got to remember to uh, say your name, wait to be recognized, and then you can guess the movie. You get one guess per clue, and you get five guesses per game. You sound something. like you're hanging upside down or something. Something like that. Okay. Am I getting feedback? I feel like I'm getting feedback. Yeah, like you're upside down. Okay, keep going. Upside down. All right. So it is time for. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, uh, 
coughed up a lung or something. Okay. All right. All right. A little COVID coming out there. All right. Here we go. Are we ready to go? Where's my clues? I got five clues. Clue number. Oh, by the way, our clues have been provided this week by Matt Damon's wife. <laughs> Matt wasn't available, uh, but we caught her in between uh, the uh, ceremony and the uh, whatever you call that thing over there in Georgia. But anyway. <laughs> So here we go. Clue number one. Our film this week <laughs> is set in the 1850s, Louisiana. Anybody guessing? <laughs> no. 1850s Louisiana. All right. Rahil. Okay, Rahil. Is it the is it the history of Louisiana? It is not, but that is such a good guess. All right, we're gonna move on to clue number two. We find the lead character who is articulate and a little poignant. This is Shree. Shree. Is it Dango Unchained? Dango Unchained. Oh, that's so not Raymond close. Good try. This is, this is Ned. Okay, Ned. Is it Jezebel? Jezebel. That is also very close, but ding, 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 ding. Yes, Ned got it again on clue number two. Way to go, Ned. Yes, Betty Davis. Yes, Betty Davis. Very good. And her, whatever that guy's name is. I can't think of the guy's name. Henry Fonda. Henry Fonda, young Henry Fonda are the stars of the show. The movie came out in 1938. So it's a, <laughs> wow. a new one. It's older than most of us on this call. Is it even older than you, Mr. McCulloch? It's pretty darn close. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. Okay, Johnny. What do we have for our winner tonight? All right. Well, Ned, you're... <laughs> In for a surprise. It came out in 1938, and it was in the 1950s? 1850s. All right. Oh, 1850s. I thought he said 1950s. Pay attention. Okay, so for Ned, <laughs> we have the classic red satin smoking jacket. Because <laughs> we decided you did not really want the red satin dress. Okay, so there we go. You are going to be the star of the show at any party you go to. The red satin smoking jacket. So there we go. All right. If you want to find out why we have a red satin smoking jacket or dress, come and find out. Watch the movie on Friday. All right. Thank you, Mr. McCulloch. Shouldn't Say it be night. still being the red right, colors? Moving on. Okay. Uh
Pretty fancy, Mr. McCulloch. Okay, now we are all unmuted, muted, thank goodness. And we're going to have our I Bug Bite segment with Terry Ann. Terry Ann, are you there? Uh, let's see here. Yes, That's... there you are. Go ahead. Oh, am I here? Good. Yes, I'm here. having some difficulties okay, with muting. Ahead, ahead. All okay. right. So, anyway, uh, tonight I thought I would just show you saw the many, many options that are, are available in settings um, under the, in the, um, I forgot what it is now, and the, the uh, phone option, I wrote it down and now I'm, I don't have it in front of me, but we'll, I'll find it in a second here. So we're gonna first go to settings, but I need to make sure Can you hear that all right? A little louder. How is that? A little more. Bring it closer to the... 45%. There you go. There you go. Is that good? 50%. Yeah. All good. right. So, Language default. I think we got it. All right. So... Oh, don't do this. Home button to the left. WhatsApp. Open settings. Portrait. Airplane mode off. Search. Search field. Dictate. iCloud airplane. So we're going to go into general. Personal hotspot. No, focus. Screen. General. Button. About. Double button. tap on that. Software update. Airdrop. Airplane. Picture and pick. Card play. Home button. iPhone storage. Background app. Brief. Date and time. Keyboard button. Yes. Keyboard button. So keyboard is what we want. That's what I was trying to think of. So keyboard. We're going to double tap on keyboard in, in general. So I had to flick to the right several times. So double tap on keyboard. Keyboards. Three. Button. All right. And... Text replacement button. One-handed keyboard off button. So now we have just a whole plethora of options here. And I'm not going to explain any of them, but I just want you to be aware of them uh, because most of them are toggles on and off. And there might be things in here that would be helpful to you if they were turned on or are more annoying to you because they're turned on and so you'll want to turn them off so i'm going to go back to the Text left keyboards three button. so here it says that i have three keyboards here so if you want to know how many keyboards you actually have on your phone this is where you'd go all right so now i'm just going to swipe to the right text replacement button one-handed keyboard off button all keyboards heading so under all keyboards, we have auto capitalization on, auto correction off, check spelling on, enable caps lock on, predictive off, double tap to toggle setting, smart punctuation on, slide to type on, delete slide to type by word on, character preview off, period shortcut on, 
Double tapping the spacebar will insert a period followed by a space. Dictation heading. And then we have dictation. Enable dictation on. Dictation languages button. About dictation and privacy link. Emoji heading. Then we have uh, options under emojis. Memoji stickers on. Send memoji and emoji stickers from your emoji keyboard. Send memoji and emoji. So, and that's that is the end of all those uh, choices, all those options in there. So, if you want to turn something on or something off, having to do with your with your keyboard on your iPhone, or um, I think it all there's also this availability on your iPad. Uh, this is where you would come to uh, in settings, then general, then into double tap on keyboards, and you have to flick quite a ways to the right to get to that. Double tap on that to enable your keyboard settings, and then there's all kinds of things in there under various categories. So that is my iBug bite for this evening. All right, there's lots of good choices in there. Anybody have questions for Terry Ann about keyboard settings? Elisa? Okay, Elisa and then Shree. Oh. So when you went to your keyboard settings, you already had specific keyboards that you wanted to be turned on? Uh, no, I didn't do anything with those. I, I didn't do anything with specific keyboards. I just went through all of the options that are in there, which can be enabled um, in whatever keyboard you're using. Okay. All right, Shri. So, Terrian, I saw that you had slide to type turned on. Is that a feature that you used? And if so, how successful has it been working for you with voiceover? Um, actually, I have it turned on, but I've not used it. I was kind of curious about it today when I was looking at some of these options, thinking, oh, I wonder what this option does, but I haven't tried it yet. There's a lot of things that are turned on because uh, by default, when I you know, set up the phone, Apple had these things turned on to be fair. And I've just not ever looked at this uh, recently. And I have noticed that with iOS 15, there are more options now than there were in uh, previous iOS uh, versions. So uh, it, this is a good time to look at that. And of course, when iOS 16 comes out uh, next month, uh, it might be another good reason to look at these settings again. All right, anybody else? Questions for Carrie Ann? Hey, all right. Thank you, Terry Ann. Yes, definitely good stuff there. Lots of things to explore. Okay, now uh, we have uh, Tree. Do you still have your comment from before, or can we just move on? This is Tree. I just had a curiosity question. I was wondering what devices both Herbie was working with and what um, Jody was working to see if that might have caused if there was any issues with that. That's all I was asking. So this is Herbie. I don't know what device he had. It was just in conversation. So we weren't really like working together or anything like that. And I was so, um, but obviously it's one that supports the latest iOS, you know, update 
but beyond that, I, I don't know what device he has. All right. Thank you. This is Jody. I have a 20, uh, SC 2020. Okay. All right. There you go, Shri. All right. Now, somebody new that hasn't had a turn, we'd like to give you a chance. This is D, but I'm go. not new. That's okay. Somebody that hasn't spoken today. Go ahead, D. Okay. I have a question on something Jody said a while ago. If I understood her right, she said that she has a security code on her phone, but she has it turned off. I didn't know you could turn it off. This is Jody. Go ahead. Yeah, I have a six-digit passcode in my phone, but I have passcode turned off. Excuse me. Could This is D. Could you say that again? VoiceOver started talking on top of you. Sure. Yeah, I have a six-digit passcode in my phone, but I uh -huh. have passcode turned off. So whenever I get a major update, you know, it, it usually defaults to turning passcode back on again. I have to use a passcode to get into the phone, and then I uh -huh. go into settings, and I turn passcode off. So I do have a passcode, but it's turned off. This is Brad. Brad. I think actually when you turn the passcode off, you removed it because to turn it back on, you will notice it makes you type it in twice, which is recreating the passcode. And you could actually type in a completely different passcode and you will now have the new passcode you created because I had to play with that before. And uh, that's okay. what Okay, I've always used the same passcode, so I didn't know yeah. I, I was changing yeah, it. Try I it and you'll see it was in there. you removed okay. it. Okay, all right, very good. Okay, Thank this you. is Dee. Go ahead, Dee. Yeah, I was just thinking when she said you could turn it off, that maybe when I'm around the house, I could turn it off. And then like when I went out to turn it on, you know, for security purpose, and, but evidently not, according to this Brad. Is, this is Darcy. 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 Hi. Hi. Yeah. Um. You guys, I stepped, just, uh, stepped out of the room, so you guys may have said this already. One thing to be aware of, when you turn it off, I'm pretty sure that if you turn it off and you turn it back on, you may have to reset Apple Pay if you use Apple Pay. Oh, okay. So um, it may not be worth it to you to, uh, to do. I know that you can't use Apple Pay with the passcode off. So I, I assume by turning it back, turning it back on, you have to re-enable that stuff. So this Jody, I don't use Apple Pay. Yeah, this is Brad. Brad, go ahead. Yeah, Darcy's correct. If you turn your passcode off, like I said, you have removed the passcode. And when you set, you know, set up a new passcode, even if it's the same one that you've used before or a completely different one, you've got to go back through and enable all that stuff that is that only works when you have a passcode, especially passcode dependent, like Apple Pay. Uh, if you have any apps that use, you know, Face ID or Touch ID in the case of the SE phones, uh, you've got to go re-enable all that stuff when you when you remove, turn the passcode off. So keep that in mind. All right, thank you, very good. All right, who's next? Somebody new, hasn't had a turn, ask a question, comment, problem. Quickly, quickly, hurry up people. Questions? No pressure. Uh, uh, this is Vincent. Vincent, go ahead. Uh, this has been talked about you know before uh when uh, i am in the middle of uh 
uh, let's say listening to a, bo a book or, or or something and i i, I use the magic uh, i touch the double tap two fingers uh all of it sometimes not all the times fortunately not very often music comes on and when music comes on that way it doesn't show as an open application i have to in order to turn it off i have to actually open uh, music and uh, then uh, uh, close it up. Uh, uh, has anybody found a way or a reason or some way of avoiding this annoying this is Darcy. problem? Uh, Darcy, this... break it to him. Break it to him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, um, when you when that happens, does double tap? Does magic tapping again not make the music stop? What happens is that it enables then, let's say if I was reading a book, it turns a book on. Right. Oh, it starts playing it at the same time. It, and it starts playing it at the same time. Okay, okay. Yeah, that, that does happen sometimes. See, the thing is um, an app has to sort of um, basically tell the operating system that like it wants to use the magic tab now. And just sometimes it just gets confused about that. Like sometimes, um, but it does happen. And then, yeah, basically there's not, I mean, like you said, it only happens infrequently, but it, it will happen from time to time and it is this annoying, is, but it's just, this is Terry. Okay. Go Terry. Um, I do know that when they, these phones came out, uh, is it the group U2? Is that the right name? Uh, put a free album on there and, um, until I take it out, oftentimes when I do a two finger double tap for something else, that music will come up and I have to get out of whatever else I wanted to do and then turn, uh, do a two finger double tap to turn it off again and then go back to what I wanted. Okay, thank you. Good question, Vincent. All right, go on, moving on. Who's next? Who's got a next question? New problem. Operators are standing by. Um, this is Herbie just with something real quick. Hang on, Herbie. Um, Hang on. Uh, okay, anybody else? Okay, it was related to Vincent's last thing, so. Who has a new question? This is Greg. Go ahead, Greg. Okay, on the Today View, uh, I used to have, well, I have batteries as a widget, and it would tell me my phone battery status and my um, uh, AirPod battery status and the AirPod case status. Since I got the Apple Watch, now it tells me, it doesn't tell me the, the, uh, the AirPod case battery status. So I don't know if I need to just go to a larger widget to get to add so I, so I can see what the case that the AirPod case battery status is. And if the answer is that's what I need to do, then can somebody refresh me on how you change the size of widgets on the today screen? Okay. Greg is done talking. Oh, goodness. Thank goodness. Okay. Who's going to help Greg out with widget? Widgets, widget. 
Darcy. 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 I'll do it, but I don't want to. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, well, now the one thing to keep in mind is, is it like the way the AirPods case works is it doesn't have any sort of Bluetooth on its own. So it can only tell you the battery status when the AirPods are in the case. Like once you take them out of the case, it doesn't know that anymore. So I don't know if you are finding, like if you open the case, you know, keep the AirPods in there. Um, you might check then to see if the uh, if it can if it's telling you the case because I have the smallest widget. Um, now I'm not using the day view; it's on on my regular home screen. But it um, it does show me the case if the case is available to be shown. Right. Yeah. I, I get the thing with having the at least one AirPod in the case and having the lid open, but I'm right. still it just doesn't show up on my huh. on the the as a battery status option on my widget on the today screen. Sure. My, now you've got, now you've got me questioning because I know it, it shows it to me on, you know, there's that little dialogue that pops up sometimes um, that you dismiss with the, the close button and it won't go away any other way. Um, I know it shows it there, but I, I'm pretty sure it shows the case. I'm going to have to to check now because now you've got me questioning all that I know to be true. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, this is Greg. <laughs> serious okay go ahead greg so yeah and the other question uh while darcy's checking on that is how do you change the size of your widgets on the today screen okay everybody else this is chanel chanel um so i think what you want to do i now i don't know if you can change the size i do unless you're re-adding them but i don't see why you couldn't so the way you actually get to edit the widgets the way that they appear all that good stuff if you do a one finger triple tap then you'll find options for editing your home screen and editing your widgets and it's been so long since i've done that but i do know you're looking for something like edit widgets and then in there, you'll be able to um, delete the widgets, arrange the stack, and things like that. This is Shree. A treat. I thought the widgets were predefined with the size. Like, it'll tell you if it's a small, medium, or large. And you can't resize it. It's, it's the widget that you pick. This is Darcy. Yep. Yeah, I don't think you can resize widgets. I think once you, the only way to get a bigger one is to, you know, create a bigger one. And yeah, the smaller widget, um, the smallest one doesn't show the better. I was wrong about that. I apologize. It <gasps> only shows you the. Darcy was wrong. I, I it happens <laughs> more than you might imagine. Um... Just give me your hard time. Okay, go ahead. Okay, all right. This, this, this is, is Greg. Go ahead, Greg, and then Shree. What, what, yeah, one more follow up. So, from what I'm hearing, do I need to delete? my battery widget and then go back and add a battery widget in that's a bigger size, maybe to pick up that extra the, battery case. Is that That is what you have to do. But what I mean, just, just go create another one first and then see if it works for you before you delete. Um, I mean, you can have multiple multiple widgets. So go and create a new one and then and see if that does what you need. Because it's possible the bigger ones might show the, the case um battery status okay thank you guys all right all about widgets okay sundia's favorite topic i know <laughs> i love favorite i'll have a 
Okay, well, okay. A follow-up to last week's discussion. I went back and, uh, you know, followed what Darcy said, and then I was a little confused. But anyway, I eventually was able to... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, it's nothing about you. It's user error. And then I added a battery widget, and then somehow I added another. So I have lots of them now. So, but... I can't, uh, my AirPods widget is not there and it's, you know, not showing up. So I am not sure if they're dead because I haven't used them in a while. So that could be maybe part of the problem. So like the battery widget, you mean? This is Darcy. Yeah. Yeah. The battery and the AirPods could be Well, it can't, it can only show them if the bat, if you're, if the AirPods are in your ears or if they're in the case, like if, and the case, when the case is closed, it won't show you anything. Um, Uh... Yeah, so they can't. You just said that, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe that is the problem. I'll go open. But I'm, it. but I'm sure you're not the first person to say it. I listened to what Darcy said, and then I got confused. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate it. Okay. Well, uh, real quick. So we're approaching the fourth Mondays are busy. Sure, you had something to ask or say. No, I said I thought Shree wanted to say something. A oh, Shree. No, no. no. Uh, I think uh, Darcy said what I was going to suggest. Okay. All right. All right. Herbie, you ready to go? Okay. Hold on. We're not ready to go. So I'm ready when you are. All right. All right, guys. So welcome to the iToy segment for August 20th. Was it already August 22nd? Oh boy. Anyway, guys, so today I'm going to, we've had a few, a little bit of discussion about various Bluetooth keyboards. And so I thought I'd talk about my favorite, which is the Apple Magic Keyboards. Now, there are quite a few of them out these days. And uh, the reason why is there are ones that are specific to Mac that have the touchpad, and there are some ones that are especially designed for the iPad. I actually did get to see one of those when um, iBug member uh, Tamer did a uh, demonstration a year or two ago on his iPad and it was pretty uh, cool how the keyboard folded into the iPad and and you can unfold it. But I'm going to talk about the Apple Magic Bluetooth keyboard. There are two models and um, and um, there are, like I said, two models. Sorry, voiceover is talking at me all of a sudden. There's a model without the numpad and the model with the numpad. I actually do have one of each. The one without the numpad is really good because it is portable. It is, um, it, you know, so it's half the size of the one with the numpad. The one with the numpad is, as you might expect, a lot longer but the keyboard is still a very thin keyboard what i really like is it has flat keys on them and so they're very easy to type on and with the fully functional keyboard you do like i said you do get the numpad you get all your function keys the keys are where you would expect them to be you've got well-defined arrow keys that are separated from everything else that are very easy to find the keyboard has two things on the back. There is an on-off switch, 
that uh, you can use to turn on the keyboard. And there is a USB port that will both charge the keyboard and if you wish to plug it into a computer or into the lightning adapter using the camera to, uh, adapter on your phone, you can use it as a USB keyboard that way. The battery life is very good, so you only have to charge it every once in a while if um, when using it as a Bluetooth keyboard. Probably the one disadvantage for some people with this keyboard is it can only be connected to one device at a time. So I know a lot of people have these um, Bluetooth keyboards that it can connect to, uh, you know, five different devices and there's toggle switches or buttons or whatever to switch between devices. This keyboard does not work that way. And what you have to do if you want to switch devices, you either have to have the Bluetooth off on the one device and then that will put the keyboard in pairing mode or tell the Bluetooth, tell your device to forget it. So let's say you have a Mac and a phone and you want to switch it to your phone. You either have to shut down the Mac or turn off Bluetooth and then on the, on the Mac and then the keyboard is no longer connected then on your phone you will see it and you can pair it. The keyboard is kind of like slanted, so it's thin on the front where the space bar and all that the key, those keys are. And to, if you go around to the back, it, you know, kind of goes, gets thicker and thicker to about, oh, I don't know, the front is like one inch, the back I'd say is what, like three or four inches maybe? I'm not good with the precise measurements. The uh, other thing though to note, it can be a little bit expensive, I think. I thought it used to be a little bit cheaper, like $99, but it may have gone up in price a little bit, but I was looking at the Apple store, so it's possible like on Amazon they might sell these for cheaper but it is the Apple Magic Keyboard and you can use it with your phone. The smaller version, like I said, the only difference is it does not have a numpad, but it is a little bit easier, like if you wanted to put it in something to carry around. And um, it the key layout is slightly different. I don't use that one as much. But um, I think the key layout is a little bit different where like the function key is and all that. And I'm drawing a blank as to how it is and I can't even find it at the moment. So that's not good. But it's around here somewhere. So that is the Apple Magic Keyboard. And uh, that's it's pretty basic, very easy to type on. And it doesn't make much sound. I'll let you hear it real quick in, in terms of me typing. So there you go. And with that, I will take any questions. This is Terry. Yes. Um, so is this Apple Magic, is that a brand name or is there a significance to this so type, it is this name or good question. So it's called Apple Magic because it is manufactured by Apple. I don't know why. They include the magic name on there. And the keyboard on the bottom actually does have a cute little Apple logo. I forgot to mention that. 
Um, it does. It's like this tiny little indent circle, and it even has a little hole at the top where I think like it's supposed to represent like you know the little thing that sticks out of the apple. And um, so yeah, it's it's kind of like a cute little apple shape on the bottom of the keyboard. Oh, and there's also like four little rubber things as well that it kind of sits on, so it's not completely flat on your. Uh, desk but these are like very tiny little rubber things too but yes it is manufactured by apple and also that reminds me i don't know if i was clear on this the port on it is a lightning port so that is the same type of plug that goes into your iphone presuming you have the five and above if you have an iphone 4s that uses the old type uh, charger that's a whole different story but yeah it uses the apple lightning connector so to plug you can so you can use any iphone charger with it and you can plug it into a computer to charge or a power bank so there you go all right who's next this is brad yes hey you were talking about the layout of the uh, smaller um magic keyboard yep it's it's identical to the layout of a macbook uh pro air right um, yeah same layout same Four keys to the left of the spacebar, uh, command and option to the right, no control key. And the little arrow keys have the half height up and down and the full That's size. That's correct. It's kind of neat. It's a nice compact. It's flat. Yep. They started using the magic name when they moved away from the, the keyboard that used the AA batteries and went to the one that's rechargeable. I have no uh, idea why they picked that name. Who knows what Apple does? Who knows? Uh, and so that's and but and so that is another key difference. So the smaller keyboard, you will find your function key on the very bottom left, like you would in a MacBook. Right. On the full size keyboard, your function key is actually in a the middle set of keys. I call it like the nine pack. Extended really extended keys. Yeah. Extended keys. So that is a key difference between the two keyboards. And then on the big side, bigger keyboard, we have a control key on either side, like you would expect on a standard keyboard. So, all right, there you go. This is Terry. Yes, ma'am. I, I like what you did there. You said this is a key difference. Well done. Ah, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is Shree. Yes. So... How, how is this how is this different with the newer keyboard that has the fingerprint is that the only difference that has the fingerprint yes i don't know if there's any difference in the way it looks otherwise but like my the keyboard that i have it does not have a fingerprint sensor or anything like that this is brad. Um, but they do make them with them now yes brad yeah they look identical the only difference is the key where the uh, touch ID sensor is on both of the uh, full size and the smaller one will function as an eject key, I believe, um, with, uh, with when it doesn't have the touch ID. When it has the touch ID, it's just a touch ID center. You lose that dedicated eject key, but it doesn't matter because there's a keyboard command for eject. Other than that, it's identical. Yep. And also another thing real quick before you go into your next question, Shree. Um, the other thing you need to know about the fingerprint sensor is that one is Mac specific. It is not 
meant for the iPhone from what I have seen. So she's Brad. Yeah. All right. Um, Shree, then Brad. Uh, can you use the fingerprint to unlock your iPhone? I think I just answered the that. The keyboard. So, oh, so I, yeah, I think I just answered that. No, it's meant in st- the fingerprint. And Brad may have a correction on that one though, before I no, see. I, I believe you're correct. And I was going to say that the uh, touch ID center sensor on the magic keyboard will only function as a touch ID sensor on Apple Silicon Max. Yes. And if you look I don't think the... it'll even do that on like you have a touch no. ID center on your um, Intel Mac, Herbie, but yep. I don't think this keyboard will work because it has to do with that secure enclave. Yes, and it clearly says in the Apple Store um, for that it is for Silicon Macs. Another thing also, by the way, at least, they also seem to have a Ukrainian version of the keyboard out as well as the English version. I don't know what the difference is, but um, just something else that could be the way the keys are labeled. But um, So there is a Ukrainian so this is version of the keyboard. Yes. So if you get a MacBook, I mean, uh, if you get an iPad Pro, can you use that keyboard to unlock it then? I would say no, because the Apple Store, you can look in the description in the Apple Store, but it clearly labels it as for the Silicon Mac for the fingerprint sensor keyboard. I mean, I think the keyboard would work. Otherwise, you just couldn't use the fingerprint aspect of it. Hmm. Um, Right. Yep. Sure, brings up a good question, and I don't know the answer to this because the um ipad pros uh both the 11 and the 12.9 inch have an m1 chip in them i mean that that is true that's a good question i don't know about that i mean when i looked just at the basic description it did not mention the ipad but um you know if somebody wants to get me an ipad uh, and the apple magic keyboard i will more than happy look into this uh personally and uh, get back to you all but uh um and you you mentioned a Ukrainian version. I bet what it does is it types in a Cyrillic alphabet. Right. Never thought about that. Guys, any more questions? Elisa. Yes. Um. Did you mention? I mean, how much does it cost? Because I don't think you mentioned the pricing. <sighs> So the price—I did mention the prices briefly. I said that on the Apple Store, the full-size one is going for one twenty-nine, but a lot of times other places will sell it for cheaper. The, a lot of Apple stuff for cheaper. So I would um, do some shopping around. The smaller one—I remember it being like sixty-nine dollars. I could not find it earlier on the Apple Store, but my day has been hectic, so. I did not get a chance to do a full investigation, but it was definitely cheaper than the full-sized one. This is Shree. Um, before you go, Shree, has anybody else who's not had a chance would like to ask a question? All right, Shree. And, and Herbie, you may have mentioned this, but um, you know, I've bought third-party keyboards and I've run into some voiceover issues. And I know one thing, buying an Apple Magic Keyboard, I'm not going to run into any voiceover issues. No, you are not. They are designed to work with Apple. They will work with third-party things as well, but they are definitely designed for, uh, you know, to work with Apple products very seamlessly. And that is the advantage with that keyboard versus third-party ones. 
And you, I did mention real briefly, and then I'm going to shut it down, that you do have an on-off switch. So like when you're carrying it or whatever, you can just flip that switch to the off position. It is a physical switch. So when it's to the left, it is off. When it's to the right, it is on. Uh, it does not make any audible indication that it is on or off. But um, you can tell by the position of the switch. And with that, I will turn things back over to Sonia. All right, great. Thank you, Herbie. Definitely another toy to go check out. So thank you very much. Okay, now, who's got questions? We have the remaining time that we have. Who has a question that, you know, would like to help with? Anybody? Okay, I have a question. I've been in this... Uh, thread with my family and we're doing wordle and so we're getting into these like reactions i've never had so many everybody reacts to every little thing so how do you somebody says mina emphasized something how do you emphasize something i mean this is herbie go ahead herbie the exclamation okay all right that was quick all right next who has a new question who would like to go? Well, this is Herbie with something real quick. Yes. Um, just wanted to go back to something when Vincent was asking about the double tapping thing. One thing I wanted to mention is that Bard is really notorious for the type of um, thing you were describing, Vincent, where you might think you could double tap and it would start the book again and instead it'll start like music or whatever. So I just wanted to mention that Bard is notorious for that type of thing, especially so and in my experience, more so than other apps. But um, it will always, I think it's because music is built into the app. It only, if when the third-party apps screw up, it will default back to music a lot of times. So another interesting experience I've had is even though it's closed, um, TuneIn, I think, and Utunes will sometimes play even when I do a double tap, even though the apps are closed as well. So, And with that, I'm done. All right, good. Thank you. Okay, who's next? New question? New comment? Who has a new question? You're here to help. Somebody that hasn't had a turn, or even if you had a turn. I see somebody who's unmuted at the top of our list here. Don't want to call. This is Jody. Go ahead, Jody. He just wanted to add a, another comment. I, I when when that happens, uh, YouTube will also start if you do the two you know, the magic tap. But what I'll do is I'll stop the, the the music, and then I put the focus back on the play button in Bard and do the one finger double tap on that, and then that usually puts it back in the right order. I don't have to go into the other apps and close them. I just stop it and then put the focus back on the play button. All right, very good. Okay, who's next? New question. We will actually be quiet. Okay. All right, another question I have is when you receive text pictures or something in a text message and you get like four or five pictures 
and not that we can always read them, but at least, you know, our cameras will tell us, oh, there's a dog in it or whatever. How do you move between the photos? Just, just swipe up and down, anybody know? This is when you get multiple pictures in a text thread. This is Terry. Go ahead. I received two uh, pictures in a text the other evening that were actually meant for somebody else, but that's okay. And I was so proud because Apple told me what those pictures were. And I just, to swipe from one to the next, I just swipe to the right or oh. to the left. Okay, very good. Thank you. And if you, once you swipe there, um, I, I didn't know if it would tell me if it would describe the pictures. So I, um, it paused for about, I don't know, two or three seconds. And then all of a sudden, voiceover started talking again. So if you want to know, find out if there's a description for a picture, you sometimes have to wait a little bit because voiceover is a little bit slow in, or maybe it's still trying to figure out the picture. I don't know, but. Okay, very good. Thank this is Shree. Shree. So I want to kind of elaborate to your question because I received a text message with like four family pictures and the message app said save picture to the photo library. Is there a way to save all the four pictures at once to the library instead of going to each one? Is there a way to save all of them? That's a great question. This is Terry. Go ahead, Terry. I, I believe if you um, double tap on the picture, it should say selected or, um, or swipe down and it might say selected. And so then you select them and then you can save them all to your library at once. Okay. Good question. All right, who's next? Uh, this is Vincent. I have a Vincent, question concerning. Mm -hmm. uh, this is concerning the keyboards. As a as a proud owner of uh, outdated Apple products, I have a fourth generation iPad, and I have uh, uh, the Magic uh, uh, keyboard in there. Now, this the Magic keyboard that I have attaches to the uh, iPad itself. And then it folds up and, and covers the screen and all that. It's it's fantastic, and uh, it never has to be charged because it gets the power from the iPad itself. Is there uh, with the new iPads now? Is there something similar, or all of them are uh, have, have USB uh, ports for recharging? All right. This What's is Brad. Go, Brad. Yes, they do sell keyboards i think they also call it a magic keyboard just to make it more confusing because <laughs> yes. they're totally different than the one herbie was talking about but yes and they sell them for um <clears throat> i know they sell them for the uh 11 inch and the 12.9 inch pro versions i believe they sell them also for the air and i'm not sure about the what do we call it? Entry-level iPad. It's because there's a little connector, a little, I know what the pros have. There's like a little connector thing on the side where the keyboard connects to the iPad and that's where it gets its power. And that's why the one you're talking about never has to be charged because it's 
you know, connected to a special connector on the side of the iPad. I don't think that exists on that entry-level iPad. And I'm not sure about the Air, but I bet it does on the Air. And I know Marie's got a Mini. She she may know more if that if that has one or not. I don't think it does. But anyway, yes, they sell them. Thank you. Short answer is yes. <laughs> Elisa, with the question. Go ahead, Elisa. So when it says on my iPhone 13, it says flashlight is on or off. Does that mean that you can turn on turn it on and off? All right. Who would like to help Elisa with that? What does flashlight on and off mean? This is Terry. Unless you want to see if somebody okay, go else. Ahead, go ahead. Um, yes, you can turn it on or off. Um, that's what that means. And uh, you can go uh, into your control center with uh, if you go up to the status bar and do a three finger swipe down. I believe it is. Um, it will take you to the control center and you can swipe to the right and you'll find flashlight there and you can turn it off that way as well. Um, I don't know if that's where you're seeing the on and off option, but that's what that means. There are some phones, unfortunately, where the flashlight turns on very easily uh, and it's a it's a default of the phone since 2017, and supposedly Apple has not fixed that yet. Um, so you, if you have one of those phones, and I don't know what models it, they are, but you want to perhaps check every so often to see if your flashlight is on, and if your screen feels warm when you think it shouldn't, sometimes that can be because the flashlight is on. So then you'll want to turn it off or you're going to be charging your battery more more often. This is Jody. Go ahead, Jody. Yeah, uh, to get to the control center, you go to status bar and you swipe up with three fingers. If you swipe down, you go to the notification center. Uh, but you can also ask, I oh, think you sorry. can also ask, that's okay. I think you can also ask Siri to turn flashlight on and off. This is Brad. Brad. There's also a flashlight button in the lower left corner of your lock screen when you um, wake your phone up and haven't unlocked it yet, at least like on my 12 Pro and the, the ones without a home button, it is in that lower left corner. Very good. This is Shree. Thank Shree. you, Shree. I was going to say, you can also ask Siri, this is the question, is my flashlight on? It'll tell you if it's on or off. Okay. This is David. David. Hi. Uh, back to that question about the when you get like the group of photos and the messages, I, I found that <clears throat> if you just tap that save photo button, it's at the bottom, it'll save all the group of photos. Oh. But you have to go to each one and, and share, you know, go to share and all that. And oh. count, you know, save. Sorry, uh, at no. least it worked on the ones I got the other day from a friend. Uh, I got like three batches and each uh -huh. one had about five to seven photos in each uh okay. kind of like a yeah you know. i had another question but i don't know if you have time yeah, for that go ahead. please go ahead well, <clears throat> this is about the uh i know y'all did a thing on uh envision ai i don't think i had a chance to listen to it yet uh -huh. but i've noticed when you do the um the live text read whatever they call it where you're just pointing yeah. at stuff and start yeah. that it just keeps talking and talking I, I can't get it to stop 
easily. Um, is there some trick that I don't know about or that they covered? Uh, maybe I should. To listen you know, to the like, recording to find out, Brad. Because even, yeah, even, <laughs> yeah, even if I'm moving away from the object, you know, I'll, I'll point at something and then I'll put my hand over the lens and, and all that. It's stuff. possessed. This is true. Go I think you can do a one finger tap on the screen to stop talking. Okay. You <laughs> don't sound too convinced. I'll this see is, if that works. Yeah. Okay. This is Go Terry. Ahead, Terry. I think it's a two finger tap. Figure it up on the screen. Yeah, yeah it's, well, it's like your regular mute button, right? Your regular stop. Not it not, stops the speech. Yeah, it stops the speech. Oh, sorry. To well, this this is David. Yeah. Uh, oh, because on the seeing AI, it seems like it stops automatically if if it loses focus from the object, or you know, if you it'll it'll say it while you're have the phone pointing at the thing, but once you kind of move it away, it stops mm -hmm. kind of on its own. This is true. This is. Okay, go Shree. I was gonna say he definitely talked about it on the demo, like how to stop it. So <laughs> you gotta go listen to it. <laughs> All right. it's, it's, either, it's either one finger tap or two finger. I thought it was one finger tap, but it could be two Narr finger tap. We narrowed it down to two. <laughs> okay. All right, that's helpful, guys. Okay, uh, Terry Ann, go. This is Terry. I I could either. Uh, help you with the answer to that or if you want to go just listen to the recording it's a wonderful yeah, recording there we go <laughs> he's gonna do that all right okay i want to thank david for doing our demo for the um how to to listen to our podcasts and so now he can use that same function to go listen to the cafe from august all right who's next we got a one two more minute do you have anybody anybody have a short short question we would love to help you. Tim, are you out there? I see you out there, Tim. You have a question? Poor Tim. <laughs> giving him a hard time. Tim, say hello, Tim. Okay, anybody else want to have a question? Lisa. Okay, go ahead. So I noticed on my phone that my screen is on, and I thought I had to call. Okay, you're kind of breaking up. So you thought your screen curtain was on, but it was off, or it was off, but it was on? Which one is it? No, I thought it was off, but it's on. I cannot turn off. Okay, so you don't want it on. Okay, who would like to quickly tell... Who would like to tell Lisa how... Oh, my goodness. Okay. This is Terry. Go ahead. Three-finger triple tap to turn to toggle screen curtain on and off. All right. Very good. That will be the end here. Oh, Tim, are you coming around? I think so. <laughs> I hear him. Okay, maybe not. Okay. All right. Well, um, so real quick recap of this week. What do we have? What do we have? Tomorrow Clubhouse, Mini Buzz, five to six. Oh, Mac Mac and talk on Zoom at, from seven to eight thirty. Then Thursday is um, it's iBugs Life. We're going to be cooking, and then Friday iBug Nights and Virtual Movies. We're going to be watching Jezebel, and then the weekend we are off. And so uh, with that, we hope oh, that y'all will. Oh, I want to say hello. Oh, Tim, you made it. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I was able to unmute myself. <laughs> okay, well, we are glad. To yeah. Tim, Tim is one of our new mentees, so we're happy.
happy to have you and thank you for coming tim and we hope that you're going to come up with some good questions for next time all right okay all right say good night tim good night everyone all right y'all have a good weekend (laughs) bye-bye oh not good weekend oh sorry it's only monday oh oh, oh, please yeah (laughs) have a a good week It feels wow. like yes. Friday. Okay, bye, y'all. She's already worn out. It's I been a long <laughs> week, and it's only Monday. She hasn't got her key oh, yet. Boy. I got to turn off the recording. I don't know how. Okay, bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs> you good got night, it, everybody. Okay. Oh, what is going yep. on? Good, good night, John, boy. Oh, my goodness. Just stop. end the meeting. It'll stop the recording. Oh, and some exciting news that we and Brad and the iBug team is going to be in Austin for the American Council of the Blind of oh, Texas. Yes. We have been invited to present, so I get to actually better see Brad in person. So that'll Yay. Be- and when is that? That will be this, this Saturday. This Saturday, Saturday is going to be fun. That's oh. why iBug is off this weekend. <laughs> is it recorded? I no. don't think so. I don't know. No. We'll try. We'll try. Maybe we'll illegally try. Wait, let me turn off the recording we'll before I say that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to do some editing there. Uh-oh. I won't tell.